Hello my little wowlets, it's Patrick Buston here, founder of Wowman, uh, voice of Wowman FM, I don't know what you want to call me. Uh, thank you so much for coming and joining me on episode two of uh, my podcast. We've got a really great guest today who you'll be introduced to in a second, but if you are joining us for the first time you don't know anything about Wowman or anything about uh, what I do, I am a, uh, a gent, uh, a lad, whatever you want to call me, um, from Manchester. And I run a dressing service in Manchester. I welcome people across the entire gender spectrum into my humble abode and I make them look super, super glam. And actually I travel, um, I have been very lucky to travel all around doing that as well. And I started this podcast and hope to share some of the stories of the wonderful people that I've met since I've been doing that, since I've started Wowman. So today's guest I haven't actually met and the first time that I ever spoke to her was, well, spoke to her properly, was through uh, doing this podcast. We thought it would be a really great chance to communicate and meet and catch up. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started. Let's introduce Natasha. In fact, she's going to introduce herself for you. Ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment purposes tonight, we are welcome to bring the one and only, the fabulous Natasha. She comes from us from Columbus, Ohio. Yes, we're bringing a girl from the Americas down to talk with us. So let's give her a big round of applause. There you go. I think that's the best introduction ever. <laughs> <laughs> So, Natasha, it's lovely to have you on the podcast tonight. Um, obviously, I say tonight because we're currently recording at 9 o'clock here in the UK, and you are over in America. Mm-hmm. What time is it there? It is 4.18 currently. Okay, so we haven't got that much of a time difference. No, five um, hours. Yeah, exactly. Not too bad at all. And we've managed to somehow um, organize this um, through social media and online, um, because through the wonders of technology, we are doing this across the ocean. Um, and so tell me a little bit about, uh, your social media, cause obviously you've developed like a really big following on social media and you're, and you're, everyone's starting to get to know you through there and you're making friends with all these people all over the world. <laughs> yes, that's definitely very true. So like my social media account, basically I, I primarily just use Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely grown a lot. It started out more of me just like I joined back in April of last year as a way of just kind of trying to connect with people and find friends that were like in the same journey as me or like the same Uh type of person. And as I joined and I met, uh, got uh, like got connected with people, especially like the gender shape crowd, both the UK and the U S versions. Oh, is there a U.S. end Mm -hmm. of that as well? Oh yes, there is. Yeah. Um, after me, like kind of talking with a lot of them, and then we actually had our big old gender shake back in October in Chicago. Okay. Um, but I, I kind of took on this role. Like at first, it wasn't like planned or anything; it just happened. But took uh-huh. on this role of being more of an advocate and an influencer within the, the mm-hmm. gender fluid and gender non-conforming type crowds, and. Once I kind of did that, my Instagram page just took off like out of, oh, cool. out of nowhere. It just was like, like <laughs> I find that happens sometimes, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's when you're not expecting it and you're just feeding it organically, really. But so you started really, you started your social media saying in April. Yes, April. Really- I think it's April 9th of twenty eight of twenty nineteen. Yeah. That's like less than a year. That's really not a very long time. Mm-hmm. So. When did you kind of, so you came out 
um, as, like you said, you identify as gender fluid. Yeah, so I came out as gender fluid um, officially. Uh, my wife and I, we kind of celebrated as Natasha's birthday, December 10th. Uh, like I came out December 10th of 2018. That's okay. the day when I came home from therapy and sat her down and said, baby, I think I'm like, I gender fluid. We kind of had this long talk about it. And from there we, like I've just grown and, and figured out a lot more about myself. So oh, that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when you first like came out to her, what was it that was going through your head, et cetera, before, obviously you've just mentioned that you, uh, you were in therapy. Yeah. So basically if we, if we kind of, take this long, long story and kind of go from like around August of 2018, I had started becoming Uh like really mad and really angry and depressed and couldn't really figure out why. Um, Like I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't like, I, I was, I thought I enjoyed my job as a teacher and as a coach. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was like, I thought I had a grasp on who I was, but, like I would just, there would be days when I couldn't get out of bed. I just could not move. And right. then there were days when I would just get angry for no reason. Like, I mean, a kid at school would ask for a pencil and I would just be angry. And it's like, yeah. what in the world, why am I angry? Because a kid needs a pencil. That's like, uh-huh. that's not right. And so I about October-ish, I started going to therapy and talking some things out and kind of figuring out that for a very long time I had been pushing part of myself down and mm-hmm. I'd been overcompensating because of it. And I've been feeling like to, in order to overcompensate and show this, I'm a man type thing. Um, I had to like, completely hide all sides of my feminine desires or feminine wants mm-hmm. or anything that I thought was feminine. And I had to identify myself as being a perfect person. Like I, str- I strive to be the perfect teacher, the perfect coach, the perfect husband, the perfect friend. And like I strived, I was in graduate school at that time and I strived for a 4.0 and I, like I was just, I, I, I was so obsessed with perfection. And mm-hmm. if, as anybody knows, you can't like that doesn't exist. Yeah. So true. So yeah, it kind of took, it took a while. And then we real I started realizing that like a part of it had come from the fact of my last name is gay. I don't just use that in my, I don't use that as my I did, title. I, I thought it was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> I was <gonna> ask you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Natasha gay is literally my last name is gay. And so mm-hmm. like growing up, I had fought with that for a very long time and being, imagine, and yeah. being bullied and teased for that. So of course that fed into this need that when I was a kid and I felt like I thought of like, like wanting to be a female sometimes obviously that wasn't accepted because i can't be gay because my last name is gay and i can't actually be that and so yeah it it took a long time until like after a while i finally opened up to my therapist and like i remember it was like 10 minutes left in a session and i just flat out told her i'm like sometimes i think i want to dress as a woman Hey, looky there. The session's almost over. I should leave. Uh, 
<laughs> you sort of subconsciously probably waited like to the end there to sort of sneak it in so you could deal with it later. Yeah. And so, uh, it, and then I, she's like, oh yeah, you're not leaving. And we yeah. just kind of, we talked for it about a long time. And then I used that momentum that I got in the session to come home. And like one of the things after therapy, my wife and I would always do is we'd sit on the couch and we'd talk about what had happened, like what I talked about. Cause she wants, oh, to that's really cool. Yeah. She wants to know what's going on. She wants to yeah. do what she can to help me through. And so we did, we talked about that and say so it was a very, very long conversation. And mm-hmm. she gave me, and how a, did the conversation go? She, like to, to start off, I told her that I kind of gave her the reassurance that her feelings were valid and that she was allowed to kind of react as she wanted and if it was too much, I would not blame her. Um, yeah. And that, so I tried to ease her as much as possible. But when I told, after I told her, she gave me a big hug. She told me how much she loved me, and that this would be something that we would figure out. And yeah. for the next couple months, we oh, I'd say at least a couple times a week, we would have nightly, con- like we'd have a night conversation about like how this would work, how we're going to make this work with our marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, when we have kids, how is that going to work? How is it going to work with like being a teacher? And we we kind of just, I mean, she's my best friend, and we and she, I'm her best friend, and therefore we just knew that we were going to make it work. We were going to figure out what we, yeah, we just anything we could do to help each other and mm-hmm. make sure that we both are comfortable. And. Yeah, I mean, it took a long time. I mean, yeah, I, oh, I can imagine. And and how does it work now? Um, beautifully, I might say. Um, <laughs> basically, when we first started out, we were friends. Like when I was Natasha out in public, we were friends and nothing more. Yeah. Like, and over time, it's kind of grown to this point where we really haven't necessarily identified exactly what it is like she hasn't ever I, I, I always kind of joke around the fact that it feels like we're dating again sometimes but, yeah <laughs> um it, it's like, we we kiss each other in public we hold each uh-huh. other's hands we hug each other we are we are affectionate now not to a like gross point but like to any kind of like married couple kind of affectionate yeah, with yeah. each other out in public and I, we just we we are t- we're together, and that's the best way. She's my she's my wife, I'm her husband, and we are just always in together. We're forever we're forever together. I'm very very lucky to have her. Yeah, I, sure. tell, I tell her that all the time. Like how how did I get so lucky to be with a woman that 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 is willing to understand and is willing to grow with this. Cause yeah. I mean, there's so many people that I meet on Instagram that are telling me like, Oh, my wife would never be, my wife would never do that. She would divorce me in a heartbeat. And I'm saying, I'm yeah. like, like, I, like I get that. I understand that. I mean, I tell my, I tell my wife that all the time that like, this, I, she didn't marry this. She didn't know this going into our marriage. Yeah, of course. And that that can really scare you and make you like make you question the person you married and the friend you have and yeah, we just she is something special. She really is. 
those people that are coming to you on social media and they're saying, my wife would divorce me, my wife would say this or would say that. Is there anything that, what do you say back to them? Like, do you give them advice? Do you say, like, how do you deal with that? Oh, it's kind of weird. Like I've made my page very open to talking Mm -hmm. to people. I mean, if, if you identify, if you come to me with a real conversation, I'm going to probably talk to you. Now, if you come with one of those like sexist or like, Oh yeah, baby, I would, I just want to have sex with you. Then I don't ever talk to you. But um, a marriage, um, a proposal from somewhere in in the UAE probably. Yeah. No, no. Um, (laughs) and, but like when people send me a message and it says something about how like they look at my story and they wish they could have it, like I'll talk to them and, more what how I treat it is I just listen at first. I just mm-hmm. I le- I kind of let the person vent and not really ask any questions or anything like that. And then after a while of talking, I'll kind of pose like a well, how do you know that? Like when they say, "Oh, my wife will divorce me," and I'll say, "Well, yeah. how how do you know that? Like, what makes you think that?" And I only I only ask that because. For the longest time, I thought my wife would divorce me. Yes, when, of course. When, like, I would, I felt like this, and I wanted to say it, and I was so scared because I thought she would just leave me, so I didn't say it because I didn't want her to leave. And it didn't until I worked up that courage. I didn't know, and I mean, mm-hmm. now looking back at it, how many years could I have saved of like just depression yeah. and anxiety by telling her early enough, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think in those situations, we always fear the worst, don't Mm -hmm. we? Um, A friend of mine has a a, a podcast called uh, Coming Out Stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, each and every episode is basically sharing someone's coming out story, um, which I'd highly recommend. It's very good. My episode's coming out soon. (laughs) Um, And um, I, I listen to it all the time. And it's so interesting how many people, no matter whether they're, you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender whatever their coming out story or everybody always sort of fears the worst mm-hmm. and they build up so much in their heads and more often than not when it comes to it actually you know they sort of they almost get the reaction that they're not expecting and i always joke on sometimes and say it's almost like a little bit underwhelming because yeah. you build in your head all oh, this is going to be you imagine plates smashing you know shouting screaming crying and actually hopefully for a lot more people and quite often it can be just a really healing wonderful process and you're like especially these days people mm-hmm. are just like oh, why why did i never do this sooner yeah and I, I i really try to play that role for people and try to help with around that side is like saying like you don't know until you put yourself out there and mm-hmm. like you have to you have to at some point realize that by hiding it, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping your partner. You're not helping yourself. You're only causing more pain and anguish because you're hiding. And I, it, taking that step and putting some faith out there with your partner, the person you married, the person you love. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's what marriage is all about, right? And so, yeah, I try to play that. Sometimes I give that advice. Sometimes I don't based on how the person's been talking and what they've kind of said. And, of course, it doesn't always work. I get many times where oh, yeah. so, someone will say, oh, so I told my wife and she's leaving me. And it's <sighs> like, 
I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry for you. Like mm-hmm. I hate, but what's funny is each time that someone says that they always come back and they say, it's okay. It's just nice to finally be out there. Yeah. Like, it's like to finally know is what is so, so great. And yeah. Yeah. No one wants to live with that pressure on their shoulders and, mm-hmm. and, you know, having all of that sort of built up, you know, mixture of guilt, anger, and uh, upset and all these different emotions and everything that are caused by holding something back. And it's like you were saying when we were chatting a minute ago, how for you, it was coming out in all these different ways in your everyday life and it was affecting everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Everything. Like, and looking back on it now, it's just like, it, it, I didn't realize that it was all just because of this. It was all just because I couldn't feel, I couldn't be who I felt. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing myself to just be free. I was so hidden by so many like masks that were just hiding me. I had a mask for every single emotion and I hid behind each one of them. And at that point, I, I'm looking in the mirror and I don't even recognize who I'm looking at because mm-hmm. it's not me. Like yeah. it's just this, like I, it's not even a version of me. It was just this stranger that I'm looking at who's trying to walk through the day, trying to be what everybody else expected him to be. Yeah. And that's just not right. It's not right to do that to yourself. I mean, and it took, like I said, it took me a while to get there. And now I'm at this point where, like I'm finally accepting who I am and I'm happier. I'm happier than I've ever been. My marriage is better than it ever has been. Like we are so much more in love and it's just so nice because it's like we're not hiding anything from each other anymore. We can be completely open and honest with each other. And it's, yeah, it's, beautiful yeah it, it really it really sounds it and i think i think like i said earlier you're both you're both so lucky i'm jealous i want to be in your relationship <laughs> I, a lot of people say that and a lot of people like <laughs> are you open to three ways <laughs> no um Maybe that's the next step we'll have a yeah. conversation about another day no like and my wife is a very she's a very private person she mm-hmm. um but and and like i'm at the beginning of this, she wanted nothing to do with my social media. She kind of wanted to stay off of it. And now mm-hmm. more and more, she's actually coming around and like, you'll, you see her on my posts every so often. She's actually the one who's most of the time taking the pictures. She's a very good Instagram wife. Oh, you need that. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? Cause you hear about Instagram husbands and how yep. there's always a husband behind the, the wife. And actually now it's the other way around. Yeah. My wife is like, she's gotten very good at taking good pictures of me and knowing how to place the camera. And like, sometimes <laughs> like she just gets it. I'm like, no, that's too close. And she's like, just trust me. I take good pictures. <laughs> like like the ones, the ones I posted from Hobby Lobby, those were all her. And like the other, I think I posted them yesterday, and yeah, they were just yeah. What's Hobby Lobby? It's just a uh, kind of a craft store. In, oh, okay. In the States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's a challenge over here that you go. Like a lot of the teenagers are doing it, where they go to Hobby Lobby and they try to find these really cool pictures to take. And so we did it, and I think okay. the, I think the three pictures I posted were pretty awesome. Being all credit to my wife. 
Oh, I should look them up. Oh yeah, you should. They're they're awesome. Especially like I've got a couple pictures with giant a giant rose that are look really cool. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking now. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is great podcasting material, right? We're the, we're talking about pictures that you all cannot see. Well, they can. They can go. Oh, I love the rose. <laughs> what did oh, I yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Well, get me to Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it uh, sounds so funny, and like hearing it in your accent compared to mine, I, well, I suddenly feel extremely English talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you're so posh. Oh, guys, let's go to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> uh, well, I can go from Vince's voice to t- switching to Natasha's voice just like that. So you can start talking to Nat- Natasha now too. Oh, well, finally. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Natasha. Oh, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the things I want to do while, while I've got you here today, um, mm-hmm. I, to, uh, well, I was going to say play a game. It's not necessarily a little game, but we're going to do like a quick fire question round. Okay. Now that we've got to learn a little bit more about your journey, who you are, where you come from. I want to ask like stupid questions basically. And I have this website and it's literally, it's called like a hundred questions to get to know someone. Mm -hmm. And I do this with some of my friends and I've done this on here before. And basically they're just daft questions. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to pick some, I haven't actually looked at this, but um, okay. uh, Here we go. Right. Let's find a question. So question number one, Natasha, Uh, what would you do if you won the lottery? Oh, so we've actually talked about this quite a lot. Um, okay. The first thing we would do is we would donate half to charity. We would set okay. up different charities, especially um, like there's plans for that I would like to do for LGBTQ youth mentoring stuff. Oh, amazing. Um, so we would donate first half to charity, however much we want. And it's funny, okay. whenever we, we play the scratchers and we win $2, we always take the dollar and donate to charity. Oh, amazing. So, um then the we would take what is from there half of that, so twenty five percent of the total, and that would go directly into retirement savings, all that type of fun stuff. Oh, this is you really thought about this. And then the next quarter would be used for paying off debts, and then whatever's left over is considered fun. Okay, and, when, and what's what's considered fun then? So travel, what would you travel. Okay travel 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 and travel some damn more like when we went to when we went to london and, and paris for um christmas we found out very quickly that that is exactly what we want to do in, for the rest of our lives we just want to travel this world oh it was amazing and did you enjoy london and paris loved it loved it loved every bit of it except for except for driving driving was it took me I like I rented a car for London and it took me a little bit to learn how to drive and in on the left side of the road and the fact of I came in believing that everybody in besides America used kilometers because that's what we've been told and then uh-huh. you guys your speeds are actually in miles per hour and yeah. threw me <laughs> off cuz I'm like driving at like 40 kilometers and I'm like getting blasted on the road and I'm like what the <laughs> hell it says 40 but no it's supposed to be 40 miles yeah <laughs> um, yeah that all stuff threw me out oh but um our favorite part I'd say actually Christmas day was our favorite because we woke up early on Christmas day nothing's open so we decided we got an Uber and we went all the way to the east side of London. Um, and we just walked. We just walked from the east side of London to the west side following the river. Oh, wow. And just 
like one of our favorite as well. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, you had the typical tourists out, but nothing like crazy, Mm -hmm. but I mean, what was great is that we just, we just explored like all we did was just find random, like little side roads and alleys. Like we found a, what was it called? Winchester Palace, Palace, which was a destroyed ruins of a palace that are just, I don't even remember where they were kind of near the globe. Mm -hmm. Um, But like we just found that and we're like, okay, cool. Like (laughs) London London and Paris are both like such amazing cities. Yeah. I mean, we just, we love the idea of like walking around and seeing the mix of these buildings that are hundreds of years old and yeah. then new modern buildings. And it's just, yeah, yeah, it yeah. makes for such a cool skyline that you just don't get here in the States. I mean, oh, sure. yeah. in the States, it's either everything's modern or you go down south and you have the southern plantations and yeah. southern cities that refuse to update anything. <laughs> yeah, so true. Have you been to many other places throughout Europe? I have not. So we have only been to those two. That was kind of oh, the gosh. start. And now we're oh, so many yeah. places to visit. <laughs> I know. Like that's we are now stuck on the fact that we're just gonna keep traveling around. Like I've been to places in Central America and we've been to I've been to a couple islands in the Caribbean. But no, now it's it's time to just go and travel to the world. Yeah. I think I, I think we're so spoiled living in Europe. Um with how much history there is. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. so much history around the whole world, but my uh, partner is so into European history and like, he's like, Oh, we could go this place and this place and this place. And it's just, it's crazy. Like I went to Rome a few years ago and you're walking around and it's like, it's like something out of a, out of a film. It's, it's ridiculous how much, like how old everything is. Mm -hmm. It's, It's almost frightening. Yeah, and not to mention we love food. So, oh gosh, yeah, trying everything and like eating around and all the different stuff. It, it that was that was super fun being able to do that. And of course, of the uh, the British cuisine. Oh, I, I've loved it. I'm a, I've always loved British cuisine. They're not like so here where I live in Columbus. It's a very unique city because it's a very authentic city where uh-huh. your international cuisine that comes here is very true to form that we figured out like your Indian places are very authentic. Like they, the owners and the cooks all come straight over from India and they don't change anything when they come over. Like it's straight from there. The British food, there's so many pubs here that are owned by um, British business businessmen that don't change their menu whatsoever. They refuse to like, and it's just it's nice being able to have that and being able to try a lot of these cultures here. So like when we travel, it's like, oh yeah, like we went to Paris and I had beef tartare and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And he's like, you know that's raw beef. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Give me it. Yeah. So do they have Yorkshire puddings then in Columbus? I, they do have Yorkshire puddings. I have not <laughs> yeah. had one, but they do have it. Yeah, you need to. Um well, let's move on to another question. Okay. Um, uh, uh, scrolling through my list. Um, oh, this one's a nice one. What is your? Oh, well, hopefully it's a nice one. What is your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory. Oh my goodness, there's so many. All right, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, but okay, so it's gonna make my wife blush. Um, it is 
back in middle school, uh-huh. my, my brother and her brother were playing on the same baseball team. And like this was before I really even knew her, but I knew of her. Uh-huh. And so she's there, and I'm like, middle school boy, like, oh, my God, there's a girl. Like, she's so pretty. She's so beautiful. I want to talk to her, but I can't. And so, like, we're sitting pretty much right next to each other. And so, because I can't work up the nerve to actually talk to her because I'm this awkward teenage boy, I text her. And she picks up the phone and she just looks at it. She looks at me and then she just starts texting me back. We spent the entire baseball game texting each other as we were sitting on a blanket right next to each other. We didn't talk, but we just texted back, forth, back, yeah, yeah. Forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And they were like, I, she blames it because her parents were sitting right behind us. Me, I didn't care that my parents were sitting right behind me. It was that I was too awkward to actually open my mouth and say a word to her. <laughs> so that was probably, that's probably one of my favorite childhood memories, just because uh, it sparked uh, our relationship. So in, how old are you in middle school? Uh, middle school is sixth through eighth grade, so that's 11 through okay. 14. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I just wanted to clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, I really like that. That's really nice. That's very wholesome. Yes, it it really is. It's so funny. I mean, it's just we've. I mean, we've known each other since that age, and we got we started dating in high school, her senior year, and so and then followed each other to college. So we've been together forever. So a lot of my good memories are tied up in her. You are real childhood sweethearts. We are. She was that always. She was always the girl next door. <laughs> now she's the girl in indoors yes she is oh that's cute <laughs> what was the last book you read the last book i read oh you're asking the wrong person i do not read books okay um, well, no, um, no, no, no i'm gonna figure this out i'm gonna think about this i i can ask you an, alter, an alternate that's that's also slightly similar okay let's do that because i don't uh, think i can well, figure it out <laughs> I mean, you you might not even be able to answer this, but uh, what was the last uh, podcast that you listened to? Do you listen to podcasts? Sometimes, not traditional, like not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, or audiobook? <laughs> no. I'm so horrible when it comes to that stuff because, like, as a, like going through teaching and going through school just recently, like I just got so just. I couldn't read anymore. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was reading like crazy. And so now it's like, uh, no, like I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm out of teaching, like not doing that anymore. Um, and so it's like, okay, now I don't actually actually have to read something. I'm so kind of like taking a break from it, but, um, no, I don't really listen to podcasts much either. I know I need to. <laughs> oh, you don't need to. It's like you're happy. You're enjoying your life. That's the most important thing. Yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm terrible i'm so bad at actually reading things so if ever i want to read a book i'm like oh, is it on audible yeah like i've got like i've got a couple books on audible that i'm like really wanting to like there's a book that one of my friends from instagram and part of our gender shake usa uh victoria vixen uh-huh. if you don't follow her you need to follow her now I'll, I'll plug her right now everybody can follow her you'll love her um she gave. She told me about this book called "God Doesn't Make Mistakes." Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. So it's a book about how, like, it, like, being transgender, being gender nonconforming, is actually okay, and that 
even though people use religious ways to try to tear it down, like there's actually nothing in religion that's like it, like nothing in the Bible actually states it as being a bad thing. Yeah, it's just people's twisting of the words, and so. Yes, of course. So yeah, no, like that's one to listen to, and she's like, "You'll just cry the entire time." And that's kind of what like has stopped me from buying it right now because I don't want to just cry the entire time. But yeah, all right, I'll have to put that on my list as well. I have I've got quite a few things. In fact, one of my friends I was talking to earlier uh, gave me some books to read. Obviously, I can't remember what they were called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they sounded interesting and i'm always like yeah i'll read that and i think is it on audible and then I'll, I'll sort of think about having an audible and then um with my work i travel quite a lot so i mm-hmm. try and listen to things like that whenever i'm traveling but i always end up just listening to to trashy podcasts instead say i'm usually a lot of sports talk like even though i'm gender fluid and i like a lot of feminine things i am still all about sports i'm still all about american football and hockey and all i I just yeah no that's still no matter what there must be lots of like podcasts and things oh yeah yeah there's yeah yeah there's a ton and i just i end up getting kind of more into that type of stuff just because it's mindless and i love it and i just i love sports and so yeah yeah. you know i I never understood, and I still, I don't, I'm not, I don't follow sport or anything. I never really understood them. And until, I'm sure you will have come across or maybe even watched if you had, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep. Yes. Until I discovered RuPaul's Drag Race, and we joke and we say it's like the gay man's football. <laughs> because people become so obsessed. I'm so obsessed with it when it's on TV. And I'm, it, 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 for me, it's like a sport. Like drag is my sport. Yeah. And I'm so, and I become so obsessed and love it so much. And I'm like, ah, this is how people feel about sport. I'd like to see like a combination of the two of them, to be honest with you. Drag queens doing sports. Oh my God. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so fun. <laughs> it would. Many years ago, um, to be honest with you, they might still do it now, but I was part of, whenever I used to actually like do drag performances, mm-hmm. I was part of uh, a, 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 not an actual official RuPaul spinoff, but my friend had done Trudy's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. So I was in, I actually, I ended up going out in the first round, which is quite funny, but I was in a, a drag competition. And to uh, take advantage of the play of, of um, the play on, on the name with uh, Drag Race, she actually did a drag race outside the, um, the oh club. my god that's awesome so people so <laughs> the drag queens raced each other on foot um because this this bar was on like a little sort of like cornered off street so uh, we'd awesome. have a race down the street in heels that's so <laughs> like, awesome i mean the girls who have platform heels like already have the advantage there i mean if you got the platform and you can just kind of stay on your toes the entire time i mean that's the best right there yeah, honestly, I wasn't. I came when we did that that actual drag race. I I was right at the end. There used to be a video somewhere floating around. Uh, like, <laughs> I have to see if I can dig it out and find it because it's oh, quite. Oh my goodness! I so hope so. Yeah, but I'll never forget. It was Wee Hannah. Wee Hannah, uh, mm. she was called who um who won that race, and she had she had quite the thigh. She was able to sprint down the road and she and she beat everybody. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so much fun! I would, I would wish I could see that because that'd just be hilarious to watch. Yeah, I'd love to know if it still happens. Uh, um, okay, let's get, let's throw another question out there. Oh, I love this! It's the famous. Uh, what would your three items be on a deserted island? 
my three items on a deserted island. Well, first would have to be my makeup palette. Um, do not roll your. Sorry, my wife is sitting right next to me right now, and she just rolled her eyes at me. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so uh, first one would have to be makeup palette. No, um, just because. Which makeup palette? Anything specific? Um, probably the. Uh, I have like a Mary Kay one because we okay. sell Mary Kay stuff. And it's a... Um, See, we like, don't have Mary Kay in, 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 in the UK. Oh, that's why you just buy it online from someone like me. Ah, um, is it like an Avon sort of yeah. like sales rep kind of yep, thing? Yep. Um, and like one of the things, like they, all their like eyeshadows, contour, blush, all that stuff is like in a... Ma- you can put it into a magnetic case so you can kind of make oh, your okay. own palette. So I have my own like pre-made palette of my favorite stuff. So I'd have to say that. If not that, then it's like I've been really big on Anastasia lately. Oh, like yeah. Doing a lot of her palettes. And so, yeah, that's I, I would kill. I mean, I kill for each one of those. And then, yeah. Um, See, I could do with like a, like a face and a palette sounds like a great idea because oh I just have a ridiculous amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you, I, there's, no, <laughs> there's no just having one palette. It would have to be a whole trunk. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. I, I will say though, she, I, the, uh, contour cream kit palette that they do, it, it's, yeah, I just started using that and that palette is wonderful. It's so easy to use and it does a great job for contouring and highlighting. But she's laying out those features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just, like, let's just keep talking about that and maybe they'll like finally like give me some money. Right. Or just, <laughs> or send me free shit. Uh, you know what? I'll take the free shit. <laughs> Yeah, put us on your PR list. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. So, yeah. this episode, um, just Anastasia Beverly Hills. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Oh, uh, so that um, take my dog, my honey, my honey bear. You guys, you can find her on my Instagram page. I've I've got several pictures of her on there. She is. The, I can't want to come with me. She'd yeah. be useless. Oh, my dog is, she is, or she's our, she's just perfect for us. She's just a perfect puppy. Um, Well, I can't really say puppy. She's going on five years old, but she's just a perfect dog. She's so chill. She just, she goes with us wherever we go. And it's just, yeah, she's like right now she's curled up in a ball sleeping. I'm kind of surprised me saying her name didn't just like perk her up. But I just love pups. They're just the cutest things. Oh yeah. She's uh, anybody that's met her or like sees her on my live videos or anything. They, they know how adorable she is. Um, after that, my third thing, I mean, I gotta say my wife, cause of course I gotta have my best friend there with me, but if I'm not talking people, you're including your dog and your wife as items. Yeah. If I'm not talking people, then I'm talking. I'm saying my phone. Got to keep, yeah. got to keep the connections, right? Yeah, true. Okay, but that's. I feel like that's that's not an, not a fair item. My phone. Yeah, because I feel oh, like everyone God. would just take their phone, wouldn't they, these days? Fine, I won't. I'll take my um my beer collection okay. or my or my whiskey collection. Probably the whiskey collection. Would you uh, so whiskey or beer? So I love alcohol. Uh huh. I love pretty much all types. And like my wife and I were, were collectors. We really love 
like making different cocktails, trying different stuff. Like I know right now we've got like just 40. Hold that for one second because my cat is meowing at me. I just need to let her out of the room. Hi, meows. Uh, this makes for great podcasting information. The interviewer has gone for a cat. Sweetly, just like, <laughs> I just sort of like let you talk, keep talking, but she would have gone uh, in the background again. Sorry. Anyway, so you love alcohol. Yep. Yeah, we have like forty different bottles of whiskey, um, not, and then a bunch of gin and vodka and all that stuff, and then of course. We love craft beer. Uh, one of our favorites is Brewdog, which is over with you guys in the UK. Oh, so my, my grandparents live next to the brewery. Oh my god, they are so awesome! Yeah, yeah, I've been to their to their brewery. They so random. There's um, the one in Aberdeen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They live literally, literally Lucky. a five minute walk away from it. Oh my god, I'd kill. And um, and we went and there's they have like a. I mean, obviously they've got quite a few chains throughout. The, throughout well everywhere now but um they had a uh, there's a big restaurant um i can't even call it a restaurant but like a, a food place on the inside and mm-hmm. all these and everything it was really really random i went to go I've, I've only ever been to see my grandparents since they've lived there once and uh and yeah anyway <laughs> i said their stuff is awesome like they we uh they actually opened up here in columbus like when they came to the u.s columbus was out of all the places in 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 like the United States to go to, they picked Columbus as being the, the central hub for everything. So like we kind of feel spoiled with that, but yeah, love their stuff. And yeah, I just, yeah, there you go. My three things. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you're having a party on this, um, on this Island. Yeah. I, I hope everybody wants to join. Be a dog and a makeup. That sounds ideal. I think <laughs> that this will be that. the best Queens party ever. <laughs> okay question 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 um uh, oh i like this one uh, and it can't your answers can't include your wife or your dog oh my goodness i can't talk about my wife or my dog that's just not fair anymore <laughs> if you could share a meal with any four people like living or dead who would it be so you four people at your um four people i have to pick four people that i would yeah, want to share dinner with okay so I guess we're going to kind of go from different aspects of my life. Let's oh, yeah. There. All right. So we'll start first with my coaching life and my like desire to be a perfect coach and all that type of stuff and being this really good mentor and all this. And I'd have to say if I were to talk to – I want to meet with one coach out there. I guess my wife is right when she said it. It would be Urban Meyer who is Ohio State's former um, football, like American football coach, just because he is is an excellent motivator, like always like just great guy and all this type of stuff. So I'd love to have dinner with him to be able to talk with him and share coaching ideals and all that type of stuff. Uh Um, If we're going for a person overall, what? Music. Music. Let me go music next. Okay. So, um, so if we're going to go with a musician, I would say a musician wise, probably John Mayer. Um, I love his music. I love the stories he, t- he tells through his music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would definitely be the musician one. 
if I'm going to go with kind of an actor, like actor and in, someone who inspires me, it'd be, um, well, I guess he's not really an actor. I guess he's more of a musician as well, but uh, Sam Smith. Uh-huh. Just, I love what he has done lately with coming out yeah. as non, non-binary and like just embracing who he is. And he's kind of like been that, like kind of role model, um, like kind of like that to me to like really be able to put myself out there and accept myself for who I am and just. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. I, I absolutely love what he does. Um, and then for the fourth and final person. I would probably have to probably Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay, fabulous. Because I mean, I that woman is just one. She's beautiful, but two, she's super strong and independent, and just like I, I just I love really everything she does, and just that type of yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Oh yeah, she's awesome. Right, I'm gonna find one question for you, sweetheart. Okay. All right, let's try and make this a good one. Who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? <laughs> who would I want to play me? Yeah, or, or or maybe even just who do you think could play you? Because I think want and could are two different things. I, I this is another game that I always play with my friends. I like to, but I can never think of who would play me. Okay. But I like to sort of choose people to play other people. All right. So if I think about a person in particular right now that could probably play me pretty well, it'd be Ezra Miller. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Ezra Miller, yeah, I think, could yeah. definitely – because his looks are not too far off of mine. Yeah. And then at the same time, he's also going through this – I don't really know how he identifies himself, but he definitely, um, I mean, he has many photo shoots where he's in women's clothing and makeup on and that type of stuff. But I don't know. I just, I feel like he could play me very well. I think that's a really good shout. Yeah. Really good. I mean, I definitely like to play him, but that's in a different sense. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Listen, darling, is there anything that you'd like to say? Before we before we give this this cast a a, a closing sort of end, yeah, okay. Um, is there anything to say to the wonderful people out there? Any words of wisdom you'd like to share? Well, I guess I'd just have to say the same line that I finish all of my videos with is to just do whatever makes your soul happy. I mean, for so many years I struggled with myself and I struggled to be happy, and just since this last year when I allowed me I allowed myself to just do what makes me happy it's been incredible it's the things that have happened to me the the new faces i've met the like just how many gifts i've gotten in life because i've allowed myself just to be happy is amazing and i want that for each and every person i think you said that beautifully and i couldn't agree with you more it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you sweetheart and oh. I hope to continue this. I could actually sit here and talk to you all night, but um, I got, I have I got a very early train to catch tomorrow morning. I guess we'll just have to do it again, huh? Thank you. And you have a beautiful trip with where you're going. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>